Hello and welcome to the Omaha Podcast, where Omaha's most successful entrepreneurs help you grow your business. I'm your host, Matt Tompkins of Two Brothers Creative, and if you want to appear right here on this podcast at the end of this episode, I'll tell you how you can do just that. So what is the biggest mistake you've made in business? Entrepreneurs don't typically share all the failures and embarrassing mistakes, but the truth is that we have all made more than our fair share. On today's episode, we'll learn about the biggest marketing mistakes business owners make so that you can avoid making them too. Wendy Wiseman is the president and owner of Zayson Company, a marketing consultant firm right here in Omaha, and she joins me to reveal the mistakes she's seen businesses make, the simple ways to avoid making them, and the practical steps you can take today to maximize your marketing budget. Today we learn about the marketing mistakes you don't have to make. Working in uh, radio and broadcasting for so many years, uh, I, I noticed there's this trend of how we framed our mindset. And I think one of the biggest mistakes we can make when it comes to marketing, that's all about relationships, it's all about connection and, and relationship building with people is, we make it about us and we make it about our needs as, as business owners and entrepreneurs instead of about what the customer needs. And we really have to have this, this mindset of people don't care about your business. You care, I, we care, but that's because we have to care. It's our, it's our livelihood. You, we need to focus on what they care about, what drives your customer, and then how we can meet those needs and how we can help people with those problems that they are, are faced with. And working in that old school medium of radio, it's kind of, it's a little bit of an opposite approach uh, to that. So it is a big shift in your mindset. And I'm excited today to talk uh, to you, Wendy here, uh, Wendy Weissman with Zace and Company about the biggest mistakes that small business owners can make and really how to avoid making those mistakes was, shifting your mindset because you have a different approach and a similar approach as customer based at uh, Zayson company was that was there a moment where that shifted for you well luckily i've been in this business for a very long time i'm old matt so what? i don't remember no. that shift in time I, but i i will tell you right? i am yes yeah, thank you so much one of the things that bothers me so much about some of the current um spots i hear streaming or whatever is when People go, okay, take two, read it differently. And like the viewer understands the process of creating a commercial or being on air. That's self-serving, that's inside joke. That has nothing to do with what you're trying to sell to me. So I just think that hits your example on the head. Like just just stop, you know, don't don't do that for me. But I think that so I grew up in the advertising business in um, San Francisco at a global ad agency when we had hired a planner from Scotland actually came and the whole idea of account planning was running across the nation where this account planner would uh, do a lot of research uh, first primary and secondary and tertiary research to help the creative people the writers the art directors understand what that prospect wants to know think and feel about the brand and believe me there was a lot of uh, fighting back and forth the creative thought they knew better the planner thought she knew better but it really I was so fortunate to be 26 at the time and really understand that this is the wave that is making things work in advertising big global agencies that we're talking about 
Ford and Burger King and big national brands that are benefiting from what do, what does that person need to know, think, and feel about the brand for me to be successful? So it didn't really matter what Ford wanted to say or Burger King wanted to say. It's what they needed to know and think and feel. So it's a mindset for sure. Yeah. It's a discipline for sure. It, it absolutely is. I mean, we even did this recently uh, with two brothers where we're going through our, our you know sales and marketing strategy, what's our approach, and we would have the challenge as i think many businesses do uh, first is you know i don't i don't have a lot of money so i have to be effective with this and which we're going to provide you some some things you can do and things to avoid here in this episode uh to do that but you know the other thing that i ran into that i think a lot of other businesses run into as well is that we get into the weeds of explaining our product and all the benefits we think are amazing. And you know, they are, I mean, you know, it, it is great to be the best, but uh, at what you do, you want to strive for that, the quality, but does that really matter to the customer in that moment? Do they fully understand or do they comprehend that they're hiring you because they trust your expertise and they need your, your, uh, your experience and, and help with this because you're good at what you do we need to focus maybe on the end result more and what this will do for the the, the prospect, for the client, versus uh, all the cool things we like. And, well, wait, this is 0.2% faster, and you know what the difference is in that on a on a Google search? And like, well, yeah, that matters, but if they if that's an easy way for uh, to let the, uh, the customer just tune out almost completely. The best salespeople uh, talk less and listen more. You know, they say to be a good salesperson, close your mouth, open your ears. And I think when we let the client, the prospect, tell us what they're looking for, it's usually to sell more product, to make a mark in the world of a service. And you and I know we can both do that with our expertise. So why don't we find out what their needs are? And then um, just to be respectful to clients out there when they say what they want to do in terms of a tactic, we always say, well, let us let us maybe be the judge of that because we want to. We really know how to reach that person you want to reach with the message you do. Um, but uh, sometimes it's it's a it's hard not to just give the grocery store to our prospective clients when they came in for a can of peas. So let's just be mindful of what's the can of peas and start there. They'll understand all the bells and whistles we provide after that once we get in the door. It's yeah. I'm hungry. I'm hungry now. I want to eat, and I don't need a, a yeah. presentation on all of the ingredients and calories. I mean, I probably don't want to know the ingredients. Right. Most of the food I eat, to be honest with right. you. But I read a great book. I had, I had the opportunity to talk to us, an author of a great book called um, "You Must Be Believed to Be Heard," and on our front cortex is where we're believed and so when we walk in the room we have to get a, a an immediate reaction an immediate camaraderie and, and respect to say you know here's I'm relating to you and that's what somebody wants they want to be related to they want to be listened to heard and understood so if we get that connection as any business any size business then the rest will be heard but let's start first with that must be believed to be heard. It's the, I mean, this isn't just with uh, marketing or advertising, I suppose in politics and everything we see unfold today, marketing is a huge aspect of it. They follow a lot of the same uh, principles uh, of, of marketing, uh, but you're right. When you start listing the facts and we wonder why aren't people getting the facts? This is the facts, this is the truth. It's clear as day to see. That's because we're not presenting it to them in a way that human beings will uh, ingest and, and process the facts. And so when we're, when we're coaching uh, podcast hosts here, it's always about having a story to package that piece of information in. If I just list, okay, here's step one, here's step two, here's step three, it's not going to be uh, consumed or processed the same way. 
So let's talk about some of the mistakes because this is, they're easy to make and I don't want anybody to feel bad because I will I will tell you like I've made more mistakes than I think anybody in this room at least if not the entire city of Omaha just in general in my life. So mistakes happen. Uh, they are you learn from these setbacks and failures. Don't be ashamed uh, or embarrassed about them. But here uh, these are specifically for marketing. Um, I mentioned the money. Like how much money do I really need to spend in in my marketing budget for a small business? here in Omaha, is that a is that a mistake of kind of a first mistake you see a lot of uh, uh, small businesses make? It often is, Matt, and I can respect an entrepreneur's budget. I'm an entrepreneur, I know it keeps them up at night and often it is paying uh, your people, keeping the lights on, et cetera. However, the one thing nobody has is time and more and more we don't have time. So if you think, well, I won't pay somebody to do that, I'll just do it myself, you're undervaluing yourself and your time and that should be considered in your budget. What's worth it for me to pay a partner to do this for me so I can get some traction and get off the ground? Excuse me, off the ground. for years, we've had people say, oh, I can just do social media myself. I can just do the blog. I can just manage my website. And I just always say, with respect, you won't. <laughs> and so um, you can think and you do will. You want to? Do you want to? Yeah, and they may actually yeah. even want to. Yeah. but um, And they probably even can. We both have a mutual friend and client who can, and she does it beautifully. However, where is her time going to be best spent? And that's in growing the business and do other things. So while it's hard to part with the dollar, I think it's often worth it to let an expert, let's just use social media as that example. It may seem easy, it's not. It's a monetized business, Google, Facebook, et cetera, and they're going to make you follow the algorithm of the moment to stay up and get uh, traction and engagement on your brand. You Can you write the message? Absolutely. Can you show a picture of your product? Sure thing. But can you master the art of the algorithm and be seen and have engagement? No. And this is where you need to trust an expert to do it for and with you. That's 100% true. If you actually look at just the metrics to, to get into the facts, if, if you're a, a kind of a, a data-based uh, person that says, well, show me the facts. Well, your bottom line is impacted. I don't have the exact number off offhand here, but with SEO and social media, there is a point, and it's usually with SEO of where you have recouped your expenses, your investment in hiring uh, somebody, an expert to do it for you, about six months in, as opposed to doing it yourself. And especially if you're doing just, you know, paid SEO or AdWords and you're not you're not doing the organic SEO that really is where, as you mentioned, the algorithm, Google is really focusing in on rewarding that and punishing the artificial intelligence uh, created content. So uh, there is truth in that it will affect your bottom line relatively soon too. I mean, six months is a, you know, it'll be March six months from now. So, um, or spring at least, we'll, we'll see if I survive another Nebraska winter. I don't know yet. But. <laughs> You'll do it. Yeah. So I think this is uh, what you're saying is, you don't have to be uber patient, but you have to be patient mm-hmm. enough to let something get traction and work. And that's at least three to four to five months of seeing if it sticks. And entrepreneurs aren't patient people, and they're not patient when it comes to writing checks to others. But there are spaces and stages at which you should pay a a professional to walk along that path with you. You you shared with me a video, and we have it in the in the show notes for this episode, where you were talking. Had made a lot of really great points. And one line you said, I don't. I think you credited somebody else. Yes. But it it stuck with me, and that is, and that kind of leads to my next. Uh, mistake, uh, the common mistake that uh, we want to avoid, and that is uh, not basing your decisions on nostalgia 
basing it on the present. And you had a line about yeah. uh, keeping one foot in the present and one foot in the future. And nostalgia can really have a detrimental effect on the decisions we make. What worked when we were kids and what we loved when we were kids as far as advertising yeah. is not the same thing that works today with uh, the current generation of kids. It was Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, arguably one of the most successful CEOs who's embraced change his whole career there, and that's why he is where he is. He's uh, gone on a gut of understanding what to buy to take the company to the future with a lot of board members saying, I don't want to do that. And he just said, we're going to do it with talk about Disney. You could hearken to the past all day long with what Walt Disney did, but he decided to move forward in buying the properties he bought. Um, and I, I, I would tell you, it's not even about what happened when we were kids, Matt. It's pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then in these last two years, all bets are off. Everything has changed in human behavior, in marketing, in markets, in disruption. You have to be willing to change and listen to your customers, even your own employees, about what they know. I try to listen to the young ones on my staff as often as I can because I'm old and I, I come from old tried and true standards that still work, but the way and the channels and the strategies should be different. So um, yeah, one, one foot in the future for sure. And listening to people, that's it. you mentioned that with sales as a, a strength to listen, and you, and you mentioned it again here, and I think that that's an important thing to, to focus in on. I know I talk way too much. My, my wife, my other Wendy, will tell you that's very true. Uh, you know, I come from radio where you're supposed to talk all the time. So uh, listening is, it is a real strength for, for you as an entrepreneur because uh, you're listening to uh, your 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 potential your prospects your potential new customers, but listening to people around you, it's not, it is not a a weakness or a fault to say, you know what, I have this set of beliefs or I have this uh, background and experience that has led me to conclude this, and then listen to somebody else and say, you know what, maybe they are right, maybe I should consider. It doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means you're putting the best, uh, the, I don't know, you're you're arming yourself with the best tools yeah. at your disposal for again for the best results for your client right so i have two comments on that so one is i was struck um, in my early career how our clients would talk about meeting with a competitor you know a pizza chain a very popular pizza chain in nebraska was meeting with another and i thought w what you got in the same room with a competitor and they frequently meet with one another i think they're so secure in their own idea yet they they're not afraid to ask, what are you doing that's working? And the other one isn't afraid to ask it. It was shocking to me. But I think there's always something to learn from everyone in your life, even competitors. Um, and the other thing is, I'm going to just say this, your baby might be ugly. <laughs> that was another line yeah. from your video. Your that baby I really might like, yeah. be ugly. And, when I, okay. but, and I borrowed that from this book that I – on. Uh, how to generate ideas I taught from this book when I taught at Creighton Copywriting. Um, and that is that you can't – you have to – Work really hard on what's your strategy, your business idea, you know, get your mission, your vision, your values, your creative, and then you have to share it with other people and not be afraid that other people might call your baby ugly. So can you accept that your baby is ugly? No, but you could hear why they think that and make some changes to that might be smart. Maybe someone gives you this amazing insight that you just can't possibly think when you're so madly and deeply and passionately in love with your own idea. It's okay to let others comment. Take them or leave them, but ask all the time. We, and that was part of our process too. I hadn't really, I mean, I'd, I'm always open to listening to ideas and really I, is this this podcast, the, the basic formula of this podcast to help other entrepreneurs is 
surrounding uh, them, surrounding our listener with mentors who can uh, help reshape their approach through advice, through experience, through lessons learned, failures, wins, everything, because that's exactly what helped kind of turn my, you know, proverbial shit around where it was, I had done this before with our TV show for about four years, uh, self-employed, and I did everything wrong. And I had, was surrounded by the wrong people in, in every aspect of my life. And changing that simple thing, uh, you know, that the five people around you uh, shape who you are, it is, it's not cliche to me if it's true, it is true. And so listening to those people, especially that you respect, uh, you know, is, is huge. It will make a major difference in the outcome for yourself. And, and with that, I say that it, it, that was a, a listening to strangers that I didn't even know who just were recommended. Uh, we had a, a guy, Sean uh, Peterson, he's, he's from the area, is in Arizona now, and he automates sales for different big companies all over the country. And I reached out, I said, hey, you know, I have a couple of mutual friends, we've met before, he's been on some podcasts. Would you mind just, if I just uh, did a Zoom call, hour, half hour of your time, I just wanna you know, get some, pick your brain, get yep. some thoughts. And most people say yes, yes they, they most will. people do. And it was huge to get a different perspective because I was focusing on all these things that, like I said, were in the weeds. They, they weren't what mattered most to our prospect, our ideal customer. Um, entrepreneurs and trust, they're kind of antithesis to one another. Entrepreneurs don't trust others very much, but it is about finding someone whom you can trust. And I. The more I've been doing that, the more successful I've become. I don't bring someone to the table to not trust her. Uh, I have a business consultant, and I think she's really made a big difference in my life. I've de decided I'm not going to spend this money and my valuable time if I'm not going to trust. So find the right partner, do your vetting, and then listen and and do your best. By the way, you you didn't make a lot of mistakes on your TV show because I used to endure Saturday Night Live to watch your TV show at midnight. <laughs> we've, we've talked about that, I, yeah, which I appreciate. Yeah, it wasn't so much the show itself; it was. It was the the business side of it behind the scenes. Okay. That's where I, I I didn't even see myself as an entrepreneur, honestly, at the time. I, I didn't. Cool. I, I just thought, oh, Matt, this is, yeah, you are a serial what? entrepreneur. I'm going <laughs> to tell you that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I looked at it completely different. Made all the wrong. I didn't have a schedule. I didn't have a routine. I didn't have discipline. I had no way to. I didn't even know what a budget was, let alone how to put one together. And it was just yeah. it was a train wreck, and it led to impacting my personal life in. Yeah some very, uh, uh, now I wouldn't just say uh, in detrimental ways, in ways that literally threatened my life with uh, getting, uh, falling into uh, being addicted to opioids and, and struggling with that and then that, the stress from the business fueled that and you know addiction and substance abuse is a, is a major issue with uh, entrepreneurs and, and uh, mm -hmm. small business owners because uh, it, it is this way too emotionally numb from all the things that are happening, all the stress and anxiety that can be solved if you if you do the things that sure. you know you need to do, like we were talking about today. Well, work addiction is yeah. oh, yeah. is the entrepreneur's number one enemy because you just there's burnout and there's um, tunnel vision. If you're just in it all the time, there's resentment that nobody else is working ninety hours a week. It just doesn't bode well for people. Um, I think that. I want to talk about mistakes. So Aaron Sorkin is a writer whom I'm admire, who I admire very much. You know, he wrote uh, the Social Network among some of the most amazing television shows, and he's a huge baseball fan. And he said, you know, you don't get into the Baseball Hall of Fame unless you've hit like one out of three pitches. Well, 
if you watch baseball, you know that's astounding. And you're still just hitting one out of three. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of mistakes to be made among the vast majority of baseball players. And mistake is might be the wrong word, but look at anybody that's uh, achieved a lot of fame. I mean, Einstein and Abraham Lincoln, tons of mistakes along the way. What matters is your grit and your courage and that fire in your belly to keep going. Believe in your idea, believe in yourself. If you have trouble believing in yourself, find somebody else who believes in you till you believe it yourself. And then what you talked about is intention. So we can let life happen to us and we can roll along with a good idea or we can meditate every morning or we can tell our staff what we intend, but it's intentions and saying, here's where I want to be. What is your plan? What money are you going to make in a quarter or the second quarter in two years? This five-year plan stuff, I think that's out the window since pandemic, to be honest with you. But what's your short-term goal? What are you going to accomplish? And believe that you will get there and get the help you need to get there. Trust. Yeah. The act of affirmations is not just a thing no. that you work. they say, oh, this works. It's the, the mind, the power of the mind and positive thought. And what was that book in the 90s, The Secret? Remember how yeah, that was? Yeah, I believe there? in The Secret. Yeah. Uh, but you have to do the true. work. It's, but it's it's true. It is not. I mean, yes, there are those who can take advantage of it, and it's more of a, a show, and it's not a, it's not a genuine thing that they're practicing. Uh, I get that. There's that with everything in life. But it is very true. They did a, a scientific. This is a scientific study where they took uh, people who had severe body shame issues, and they every morning they would get in front of the mirror and they would write down all the parts of the body that they loved that they liked. And they did that every morning. And after 30 days, just 30 days, they had a complete 180 on how they perceived themselves. Because what they found is that they were focusing on just the one thing that they didn't like, but they really, it wasn't that they didn't like it. It was just, they were comparing it to other people and the avatars on on Instagram who aren't real. It's all filtered out and and, and not real, not an accurate portrayal of how they look anyhow. And I did that exercise and it, it is incredible how it can turn things around. It works the same in any aspect of your life. If you verbalize it, if you write it down, that's even better. Uh, that is the first step in actually going for it and making the decisions to take that chance, take that risk, uh, to make your dream a reality. Yeah, so Arianna Huffington, who publishes the Huffington Post, she said, get rid of, kick out that roommate in your head. So if you lived with a person who said out loud to you the things that we say to ourselves, we would kick them out, we would move out, we wouldn't live with that person. So when you think about that, the image about, what's going on in your business. So I have a mantra on my desk that says, stop thinking about what can go wrong and think about what can go right. Because it's really easy to wring your hands as a business owner, entrepreneur, and go, oh, we billing or this client's unhappy. But you think, yep, they're, you know, these positive mantras that uh, determine your positive attitude and what you expect to happen really can, with intention, make your business successful. Every successful business person I know believed he or she could do it and had a path to getting there. And that's why they are where they are. And that's absolutely true. One last area that is a mistake that I think befalls more of us entrepreneurs than we like to admit. Uh, I will admit fully, I have been tricked. I have been conned. I have fallen for the scam. Uh, probably too many to list here in one episode, but it happens. Yeah. And it's probably happened to you already. And it's okay, you don't have to admit it. You don't have to post anything on on our Facebook group or our page or anything. I will just tell you, you're not alone in that. Every It happens to everybody. And I think that's a mistake uh, to watch out for, especially in ways that maybe you're unfamiliar with. So for example, 
you're a, a small business, you have a, a limited budget for marketing, and you you know you need social media, you heard this term SEO thrown around, but you're not really sure what it means. It's uh, Google it, search engine optimization. Oh, I, I don't know, that sounds fancy. Uh, that sounds complicated. Uh, digital marketing, what's the difference between that and the social media? Are they the same? And blogs and long tail keywords, short tail keywords, it gets overwhelming really fast. And so it, it's easy for us as entrepreneurs, we're creative, we're passionate, we love what we do. It's easy to let that blind us and have have people take advantage of us, and that it does happen more than uh, than you think. And it, like I said, it's probably happened to you already. So, what are some things to watch out for when it comes to uh, those companies that or individuals who? Uh, who who are are doing that? Who yeah. are, are taking advantage, or maybe they they know you don't understand, so they're going to just uh, use that against you, uh, tell you what you want to hear. Uh, how do you avoid getting scammed or tricked or conned, however you want to describe it? Well, it's going to happen to your point. It probably already has, and so I always say to myself, "What am I to learn from this?" And I try to, and you still don't burn a bridge if somebody's treated you poorly, especially in a smaller market. So you just get over it and thank that experience for teaching you a valuable lesson. So, as with anything, if you're going to buy a vehicle, a car, a home, you inspect it first. You walk through. You have it inspected. You um, ask for reviews. You understand what other people think of it. You ask for real examples of how that uh, service has worked for other people and you ask if you may talk to their other clients and see what their experience is times three give me your three best customers i want to talk to give me your three worst customers so you know you have to do your research we can easily believe in other people because when we believe in ourselves we just think no one's going to hurt us because i'm an honest person you're an honest person i act with integrity i assume other people are i'm always shocked when I'm not, but I'm learning. Um, but you have to ask for examples, real metrics, proof in the pudding. Um, if say it's social media, show me the posts that have performed the best and prove it to me, not just a piece of paper PDF, but I wanna see their site online. So that's what I would do. And, and help them understand that this is about my hard-earned money that I can pay my other people with or build my widget better with or I can give it to you. So what are you going to do to help me grow my business? And then don't wait six months or a year to see what how it's doing. Ask for weekly metrics and pay-per-click, monthly metrics and social. Let me see how I'm doing. Be a little patient like we talked about before, three, four, five, six months. But expect to see real numbers and proof as you go along before you go down too far down a path where you're being hoodwinked. If they can't show it to you, uh, if they can't you know prove it to you, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, like you said, there is a time that you know with SEO it can take six months. Uh, with social media management, it can take some time. If you're doing your general branding and you're you're establishing a brand out of the gate, that does take time and patience. But that doesn't mean they can't show you examples of what they've done for other clients, as you mentioned. That doesn't mean they can't give you updates on on the progress if they can't explain it to you in a simple direct and clear-cut way then i think that's that's a, a red flag if you will uh, on its own and red flags are one area i think i would recommend just from personal experience don't ignore them i mean it doesn't mean you have to act don't overreact but uh, don't just brush it aside. Well, this person's really nice. So, and they took me out for a free coffee, and you know they wouldn't do that if they were if this you know. But then you have these red flags, and they don't line up. Mm -hmm. They don't add yeah. up. You know, so so pay attention to those things. But I think putting in the work, as you mentioned, it if you want to get the most out of what you're you're paying for uh, for a service, 
when it comes to marketing, you, you, it is going to require some degree of effort on your part. Yeah, I mean, people with integrity who want to work with you aren't afraid to give you their best customers to talk to. They're not afraid of that at all, and they're not afraid to provide a dashboard for you to see because, you know, my team, they'll, we're the first ones to admit our mistakes. We're the ones that call the client and go, these keywords aren't working, or we did an A-B test of two social ads. This one isn't working. We're going to get rid of it and put another one in its place. We embrace our clients' goals. You can find people who will do that for and with you. We're in it for our clients. When our clients' business grows, our business grows. You'll find people like that that want to be in the game with you. It's not about, back to the very beginning of this conversation, it's not about growing my business, it's about making a difference in the world of marketing and others' businesses out there. And I'm glad you kind of, you brought the whole, this whole conversation <laughs> back around uh, seamlessly, so I appreciate that. Zayson Company is, you have brand new, offices, which I, I know you've been uh, doing a little, little humble bragging about, which is, is totally deserved. I've, we've been doing the same here with ours. Uh, new offices, they're, uh, I saw it at the stage where you're just getting the boxes and everything moved in, uh, down there right across from the, what, the Cottonwood, uh, uh, Cottonwood Hotel, uh, what's the? Kimpton, Kimpton Cottonwood Hotel, Cottonwood Hotel, Hotel yeah. there uh, in, uh, in the Blackstone uh, district yeah. there. Beautiful offices, and you have that focus, which I love of, prioritizing the customer and, and what they need uh, and how you're alleviating that, how you're helping them and being fully transparent with that. So uh, your reputation precedes you, but if somebody wants to uh, enlist your services, how does that work as far as getting a, like a, a consultation or a discovery call or a clarity call? I heard that was a new phrase, a new term I kind of like. I heard, I saw a, that yeah, too. A clarity call. Uh, give us the, uh, the, the quick one, two, three on how that works. Well, uh, my phone number is on our website, zaceco.com, and we love to talk with uh, prospective clients about what they want to do to grow their business. And we do those clarity calls, complimentary, of course. And, you know, we one of our conference rooms is called the Ocean, uh, the Deep Dive Ocean Room, the Deep Ocean, because we, we just can't possibly help market our clients' business without understanding it. And our clients say, I think you know our business as well as we do. To which I reply, how could I possibly market your brand if I didn't? Uh, that Then I'm just giving you an ad to see if it sticks. So uh, love to spend a, a good hour with prospects and understand what's your business plan? What do you want to do? What's your goal? What's worked? What hasn't worked? Why did you fire the last agency you worked with? Or who's doing it now that you they could really be doing something else to grow your business? So happy to talk with anybody anytime. And not afraid to have you talk to our best clients and those who don't aren't with us anymore. You can find out why. And the thing is, we have a lot of tenure with clients. So that's a good sign. That's a, that's a, that's how you build that that reputation uh, is is overtime. So yeah. you, you talked about you know maybe having the more mature experience uh, on your end and with the, your, your uh, all your, your staff and everybody your team uh, offering those different maybe younger uh, perspectives. But uh, it is that, that that experience that tenure that really matters. You have to have that as part of your team. And we'll put if you're okay with it, we'll put your uh, have your phone number and your email and your, uh, I don't know, are you on like Tinder or Bumble? You want me to put any of that yeah, in there too? Well, no, sure, social it? media, yeah, yeah. Not, well, I don't even know what you're talking about. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, date, dating <laughs> sites, so, yeah. So, oh gosh, yeah. no, please, no. <laughs> no okay, I'll, um, I'll leave those out. And I'll I wanna just, out. I wanna add, the reason I brag about our office is because it was really a stake in the ground of courage, I'll just brag about this, to uh, sign a lease at a physical building space in the post-pandemic era where businesses are working from home, but that's because I know clients like a cool hip space to come to. I think our employees really wanted that, and so far, so good. So I was, uh, I'm really encouraged by that leap of faith, and to make it a really fun, 
funky carpet office that I'd love to show off to anybody who wanted to meet with us there. Wendy, uh, thanks so much for coming on uh, the Omaha Podcast today. Thank you, Matt. Pleasure. How would you like to be featured on the Omaha Podcast? We want to help promote your business by featuring it right here on our show. And while you're here in our studio, we also will film and produce a short promotional video for you to take with you and use anywhere you want, along with the video segment from your appearance on the Omaha Podcast. All you have to do is be a subscriber of the podcast to enter to win at podcastwinner.com. That's podcastwinner.com. We'll draw a winner on November 21st. Uh, now, marketing your business can get very complicated for small business owners who don't have the time, the budget, or the personnel to hire big agencies for their marketing. But in reality, it's pretty simple. Your business must get new customers, but Nobody knows who you are, so you have to engage with them where they are, online, through social media and digital marketing. But to do that, you need original content that your ideal customer will connect with. That's what we do for businesses every day. We leverage your podcast with video to create a mountain of original content for socials, website, and SEO, search engine optimization. It's marketing prepared for every day of the week. So enter to win. We will draw one winner who will get this Omaha podcast treatment at podcastwinner.com. This is the Omaha podcast where Omaha's most successful entrepreneurs help your business grow. 